0: Alright, wow. The White Sox just went from a wild card contender to a division contender. Welcome to the podcast show, 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball. My name is Ian Young. Today, we're going to be talking about the latest news from week two of the 2021 MLB year. A lot has been going on recently, and at the beginning of the week, there was not a lot of news, so this might be a short episode for all you who are watching or listening. The It began very kind of small, actually, but pretty big in a way as well. Kyle Schwarber, former outfitter for the Cubs, signed a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals, I don't know much of the details. How much money he's going to be getting for those years, but he signed a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. He will be joining Josh Bell, and a couple of others in, down there. Now it looks like Washington. You might be saying they're getting better now. Well, it, it, it's going to take some time for them. I mean, again, they finished close to the bunker in the in the East and East last last year, or so. It's gonna take some time for them to get back up there. But Schwarber, that is a pretty good signing for them. He's gonna give you power in the middle of the lineup. And it is just it's a big signing for them. So one year deal, that's that's about that's about right. Just to give him one year, uh, that's what seems like almost everybody's doing right now, is the one year deal stuff. For so for Schwarber, the past year, he had an 0.1 war. He had 36 hits and 191 at bats. Give him a batting average of 188. That you might be saying, "Oof, that's bad." Not real good at all. He had 11 homers and 36 hits. 11 homers and 36 hits. He drove in 24 guys. He scored 30 runs. On base percentage low at a 308, in his slugging and also low at 396. His OPS also pretty low as well at a 7.01. But Schwarber still is a pretty good outfielder, in my opinion. He might not be the um, like the speedy kind of outfielder, defensive kind of outfielder guy, but he can hit, and that is what you're going to get from him is hit, 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 hit. And for all you don't remember, though, he actually came up as a catcher. So he's not going to run. In the outfield. I mean, the catcher is not going to run in the outfield. But Schwarber to the Nationals, that seems like a good signing uh, for me, at least Uh, if I'm the Nationals, I'd be glad because now you got Soto and Schwarber out there in the outfield. Maybe he's your DH if they have the DH in the National League this year. Who knows? But just I think it might be a pretty good signing. I'm interested to see how it turns out for the Nationals. And what they get from it. Moving on the week, as it goes on, there still isn't much, much news at all. Some Just a couple of rumors and all that stuff. next thing I see, pretty interesting to me at least. I don't know if about anybody else. The Giants trade right-handed pitcher Sam Coonrod, relief right-handed pitcher Sam Coonrod, to the Philadelphia Phillies in exchange for right-handed pitcher... Carson Ragsdale, a prospect. Coonrod, it's debatable about him. I mean, he can be good or he can be bad. It, it's it's just it's interesting. I mean, he his uh, looking at his videos and stuff, he looks he looks pretty good. Like he looks like he could be a closer in the future. He looks like he can be one of those closers that can make a jump in the cl- future. He's got that closer stuff. Last year was pretty bad. Um, 0-2 record, a 9.82 ERA. <laughs> I mean, if you have a 9.82 ERA, that's uh, that's pretty bad. He had 14.2 innings pitch with 16 earned runs. Gave up only two home runs, two home runs out of their 16 earned runs, so he doesn't give up the long ball as much. He had three saves, and, uh, yeah, it's – it, he struck out 15 batters as well. I mean, he's not a strikeout guy, it looks like. Well, I mean, he's kind of, but it, 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 yeah, he's debatable. He had, It looks like he has that closer stuff, though. Like, he can go out there, give you your ninth inning, or he can set up for the closer. He can give you that inning, and he can be done. Like, that short relief guy you have out there, and just give you it, and get and be done. That's what I'm seeing from Coonrod, especially – is that he could be a possible closer in the future if he has the right stuff. Now, Carson Ragsdale, I'm not sure uh, much about him at all. Uh, he's a prospect. And, you know, I mean, for, for the Giants to get in a prospect back, that's pretty good. Uh, he can pitch relief. He can pitch starter. It'll be interesting to see how he pans out in the minor leagues. And it's just, Sam Coonrod, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of high on him. Really, truly, I'm kind of I kind of think he could be a possible pretty good closer in the future if he could find out his control. Um he walks he if he find out his control sometimes. I mean, walks he's okay with but hit but it's yeah, I walks it's it's just yeah. But the earned runs and stuff, the hits, he needs to lower those, and if he can lower those, get that ERA down, he could be a possible closer for the Phillies in the future. Who knows how the Phillies will use him? Okay, so moving on to the week, and um, we all know that like, the AL Central is probably going to be a, one of the most competitive divisions in the league. You got the Twins, you got the Indians, you got the White Sox, the Tigers look to be pretty good as well. And the White Sox this past week signed Liam Hendricks to a three-year deal worth $54 million with a $15 million club option for 2024. So, in my eyes, I mean, Hendricks, he's an elite closer. Like, he was a pretty good – he was a starter um, back before he was a closer. He was okay, I guess. He was pretty good. But he is one of the better closers in the game. I mean, I don't think he should have won reliever of the year. I'm pretty sure that should have been Brad Hand. But, I mean, Brad Hand is just – He's good. Bright hand's good. I mean, someone's going to find him and find him like in a gem in a rough. But Liam Hendricks, that is the first free agent signing, the first top free agent signing on the list you'll see on MLB.com. He, besides Marcus Strowman, who really, I guess it wasn't a true free agent signing because he just went back to his own team on a uh, qualifying offer. But Hendricks. He gets on that list now, and it's just, wow. The White Sox now have Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks, and then there's there's talent like Jose Abreu and Anderson. They got Eloy Jimenez. Their starting rotation could need a little bit more help. I mean, the top two guys maybe right now you got are Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn. Could get some more help in the starting rotation and the bullpen. But Hendricks, he's going to come in there. He's going to be your closer. And the White Sox just went from a wild-card team, wild-card qualifying team, to a division qualifying team. They jumped from wild-card to division, which is a huge jump. Because now the Indians jump from a division qualifying to a wild-card qualifying. Because if you got... The White Sox, the Twins, and the Indians, and the Indians and Twins have been consistent for the past five years, and now you add in the White Sox, some young talent, probably going to take over the AL Central someday. Yeah, uh, they they look they look pretty good to start out this season. Look pretty good to start maybe start out this season with a bang with Hendricks now with Lance Lance Lynn now with all of their young talents now it looks pretty good for the white Sox, and i can't wait to see how they do now i guess now yeah i mean i'm an ohio fan i like the reds i like the indians but i like just good baseball as well and i can't wait to see what the white Sox do with liam Hendricks and there's so much young talent they got they're gonna be there for a while they're gonna be there for a while Moving on to the week, moving on to the week again. Pedro Baez signs a two-year deal with the Astros. If you don't know who Pedro Baez is, he's a veteran pitcher. Was on the championship-winning LA Dodgers last year. He signs a two-year deal with the Astros. Go figure. I mean, the Astros cheated against the Dodgers in the World Series. Go figure that <laughs> he signs with the Astros, and he has an option for twenty twenty three. I I don't again. I don't know the details. I don't know how much he's getting. Um, all I know is that he's signed to year deal with the Astros, and he's going to be a reliever for them. He's been okay in the past couple of years. It's not an elite reliever like Liam Hendricks is, but he's been okay. He's a he, he he can he's like a setup guy. He can get your setup done. He can set up a closer for the ninth inning, and that's mm-hmm. always a good thing about veterans when you get him like that. Again, and I'm moving on again, Jose Martinez, and a, and it's the Mets. Again, the Mets come with another bang, and Jose Martinez signs a one-year deal with the New York Mets. Now, Jose Martinez, think thing about him, he was good a couple years ago, and then he just kind of fell off the table into like that mediocre kind of category. He was good. He looked like he could hit for power. His average was iffy, but that was okay. He could hit for power. His defense was iffy as well, but he just with the Cardinals, he was pretty good, and then he just fell off the table. He went into mediocre stance for the Mets. I think it. I think if you in, get him, maybe he's a backup outfielder for you, or maybe he will be a minor leader for you, maybe down in the AAA, and then when when needed, he can come up. I could just see that happening with him because I don't think he's quite that potential yet. I don't think it's quite there yet, but Martinez, pretty good signing for the Mets. Maybe he could be your backup outfitter if you need like power off the bench or something like that. Archie Bradley, and Archie Bradley has been pretty good the past few years. He signs a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies, and he's... I'm... Um, I don't know how to like describe it. He can be consistent sometimes, but then he can't. Um, came up as a starter, he was a pretty good starter in my opinion, but then he just kind of failed out. Like his past past couple of years before he switched to the closer role, he had talent as a starter, I thought, but then he went and switched to closer role, became. Even better, his first year as a closer, first year as a reliever, not closer. He had a one point seven three ERA. He saved one game and he struck out seventy nine batters while pitching in seventy three innings. Bradley, it's. I don't think the Phillies are gonna use him as a closer. I think they're gonna have someone else, maybe as a closer sometime. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but. You know, I mean, that's a good pickup again for the Phillies. He could be a pretty good closer if they need him to be. I could see him more as a setup guy. I think the Phillies are probably going to go out, get another guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get Brad Hand. So I think it's a pretty good pickup for the Phillies. And Archie Bradley, he's been pretty good the past few years. He can save ball games. He can set up closers, and he pitches – he pitches – Pretty good. I mean, that might not be consistent all the time, but he can pitch pretty good. So Archie Bradley strikes out batters. He can pitch. He can save ball games. Set up closers. My opinion: it could be. It is a good signing for the Phillies. And I hope that they use him in a role that's going to be needed for them in their bullpen because their bullpen just it, it stinks. Moving on. Alex Wood signs a one-year deal with the San Francisco Giants. Alex Wood, former Los Angeles Dodgers, Cincinnati Red. He's struggled with injuries this past few years. Hasn't really gotten a chance to really um, push, push into him in that star- starter spot because the Dodgers have so many good starting starting pitchers already. He hasn't gotten that chance to be a good starter he's more of a long reliever he made an appearance in the world series he was okay i guess it for alex wood it's just how do you look at it and i think the giants made a pretty good deal just signing him to one year i think that's good enough i mean he's he yeah he he might not be your ace but he's going to be one of those back end of the rotation kind of guys. He's going to be your four or five starter. He's going to give you innings, but I don't think he's going to give you the innings you want. Like you want zeros up on the board. He might give you a one or a two a couple of times. Because if you, want to, if you want a pitcher who just shuts out guys, you might not want to go for Alex Wood then. Alex Wood, though, I think it's a good choice by the Giants. I mean, he struggled with injuries. Just to go for a one-year deal, see how he does. I think that's a good choice for the Giants just to go one-year deal, get him, bring him in, see if he can pitch in the bullpen or the starting rotation. And if I were the Dodgers fans, I'd be pretty upset right now because he just went to rival Giants. (laughs) Um, Moving on, the Kurt Suzuki, catcher for the Washington Nationals, signs a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Angels. Now, I don't know how how to look at this because – the angels they don't need offense they don't need offense at all but kurt suzuki's not an offensive catcher he's a defensive catcher and i'm not sure who the angels catcher is right now but um but i don't know if kurt suzuki kurt suzuki's, kurt suzuki's going to come in he's going to be the starting catcher or is he going to be a veteran? To The young guys try to train them. Cause he's a pretty good guy. He's a, he's a pretty good guy. He can be one of those veterans that sticks out in the clubhouse to the younger guys. He can't hit, but he's good defensively. And, and I guess it might be a pretty good signing for the angels. Um, in terms of leadership and for the young guys, uh, Kurt Suzuki though, he hasn't had much of a good season in his career. He's been with the Nationals. He's won a World Series ring with the Nationals. And he, he's played behind Jan Gomes. And Jan, he him and Jan Gomes are kind of, like, platooned each other with each other. But Kurt Suzuki, I think it might be a pretty good signing for the Angels on a standpoint of veteran purpose. Like, veteran uh, – or kind of around him just to be a leader for these young guys. I like that deal. I, I can see him being a pretty good leader to other young guys around there as well. And before we get into our last thing, there has been some rumors, and I think actually right now DJ LeMayhew and the Yankees are trying to agree on a contract and that LeMayhew will might go back to... The Yankees. What I read from the article that I saw is that they're trying to agree on a six-year, $90 million contract, six years with the Yankees. And Luke Voigt kind of called out the Yankees uh, for saying, you know, um, you guys are kind of cheap if you say you can't get LeMahieu. And I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to kind of agree with them because the Yankees have so much money right now that – um, yeah, I, they could, they could sign probably every big free agent right now if they wanted to. Um, with DJ LeMahieu, though, I think that's the rumors right now. If they have signed him, that's great uh, for the Yankees, of course, for everybody else. though, I mean, I was hoping he'd go back to the Rockies, but that's just my opinion. LeMahieu, though, is trying to work out that six-year $90 million deal, that's a rumor I've heard. The another rumors I've heard as well, Corey Kluber pitched in a showcase and he pitched a couple couple of pitches. You know, showed off his stuff and as well. Twenty five teams were there. Above the twenty five teams that were there, some took interest into them. The Yankees, the Reds, the Angels, and I'm pretty sure. One more. Uh, I can't remember, but those are the top three teams I saw that took interest into him. It could fit some people in the rotation. I mean, the Yankees just lost James Paxton and Masahiro Tanaka. The Angels need starting pitching, except for, I mean, Dylan Bundy's like your only good guy out there. And the Reds, I mean, they've lost Trevor Bauer, and getting someone back like Corey Kluber could be a possible, could be pretty good. But the way I'm kind of looking from, from from it, if you're gonna go for Kluber, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I remember the other team now. The Giants were the other team that looked into him. But if I'm going out and like, if I'm getting Kluber, I want maybe a one year deal. I'd say probably sign him to a one year deal worth uh like eighteen million. I mean, just give him like something big in price, but for like a one year, because it's kind of a risk to take a guy who's been off shoulder surgery, coming back to the majors, you know, and it's kind of a risk to take. But I can see him fitting in all four of those rotations. And last but not least, Yolqui Cespedes, the half-brother and younger brother of Joanus Cespedis, who's still a free agent right now. So uh yeah, you might want to check that out. He, he's a the top international prospect. He is the top international prospect. He's number one on the list. He's he's he looks to be a pretty good player defensively, offensively. He hits for average kind of guy. He signs a deal with the Chicago White Sox. Go figure. To a 2.05 million dollar deal. I don't know how long it is. If it's one year, if it's two years, if it's three years, I don't know. He signs a deal with the White Sox though, and the international, the top international prospect is going to the South Side of Chicago, or at least the minor part, minor leagues of the South Side of Chicago. He looks good. I mean. Power-wise, he might not have as much as Cess- Ioannis does, but average-wise, he can hit for average. He can hit line drive. Line drive base hits are what is needed right now on the MLB. And that's what you need right now: the line drive base hits. Because if you can hit line drives into the gap, you can hit doubles all day. And he can run. He can field. He's a he's a pretty good. Tool player, and I'm glad the White Sox get, got him. I'm glad they signed him to a contract because it just makes the White Sox even better with their young talent. So that's what's been going on this past week. Cespedes signs with the White Sox, and uh, the White Sox sign Hendricks. Pretty big signings. Uh, Archie Bradley signs with the Phillies. Schwarber signs with Washington. It's it's gonna be interesting how how it goes out. How it goes out, too. And keep a date in mind. January 25th is when the Hall of Fame vote ballots get announced. And it'll be interesting to see who, if anybody, gets in the Hall of Fame this year. Of course, you're going to have, well, even the Veterans Committee. They don't have the Veterans Committee uh, this year anyway, too. So if they don't vote for anybody, the only inductees we're going to be seeing are probably going to be from last year. So hopefully someone gets in so we can at least see if you know we got someone in there because it, it just wouldn't feel right with baseball to get a Hall of Fame to get a Hall of Fame ballot and just not have a Hall, new Hall of Famer in for that year. Last year of course was Derek Jeter, Larry Walker and from the Veterans Committee Marvin Harris and Ted Simmons. So From me personally, thank you for listening to this podcast, 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball. This has been week two. You have been listening to week two. Thank you to all my listeners out there, and please join along in the next podcast, the next episode. Next episode will be week three. I cannot wait to see what will happen.